ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we're on the chapter now, Babu Du'a'i ila shahadati an la ilaha illallah. The chapter regarding the da'wah to the testification of tawheed. The chapter regarding the da'wah to the testification of tawheed. This particular chapter now, it is talking about this issue of giving da'wah to tawheed, meaning calling people to tawheed. Calling people to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, warning them from shirk and all of that which opposes tawheed. This chapter is regarding this affair of spreading that righteous knowledge and that aqeedah, that correct tawheed to the people. And this is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas ta'muruna bil ma'roofi wa tanhawna anil munkar. That you were the best of the people raised, uh, you were the best of those raised from the people because you enjoined the good and you forbid the evil. So from the characteristics of this ummah is that they enjoin the good and they forbid the evil. And that is one of the principles of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. One of the principles of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah is to enjoin the good and to forbid the evil. So Allah mentioned this as one of the praiseworthy characteristics of this ummah, that you enjoin the good and you forbid the evil. Similarly Allah said, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ And let there be from you an ummah, a group who call to the goodness, and they enjoin the good and they forbid the evil, and they are the ones who are successful. So success has been associated to this enjoining of the good and the forbidding of the evil. So the shaykh says that when a person, he recognizes and he knows and he understands the affairs of Tawheed, or he recognizes and understands and comprehends some of the affairs of Tawheed and some of the affairs of Shirk, then it is not sufficient for that person to simply say that he is now aware of these affairs of Tawheed and Shirk and that it is sufficient for him to leave that knowledge to himself only. Rather, it is upon the person to then spread that knowledge to his family, to his friends, to the society, to whomsoever he is able to do so. And this is something which is mentioned in the book of Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah ta'ala, the three fundamental principles where he spoke about knowledge and action and patience upon the harm that comes and da'wah. So there is knowledge. No doubt a person he seeks knowledge first, and then you act upon that knowledge, and then you call to that knowledge. You call to that tawheed and you warn from that shirk. So you call to it with your family, you advise your family, you advise your friends with regards to the correct understanding 
of this aqidah, to the correct understanding of the tawheed of Allah, that which you understand and which you have learnt, then you teach that to your friends and your family, particularly beginning with your family. The shaykh says, especially those people, the students and the scholars, who have knowledge of these affairs, then it is not acceptable for them to be silent. It is not acceptable for them to remain silent and they know of these affairs, because through remaining silent, that is what allows the corruption to occur. The widespread shirk carries on, and the people, they continue to do activities that are impermissible and haram. Due to the scholars and the students of knowledge, remaining silent upon those affairs. So it is not permissible to remain silent when you have knowledge of the affair. And it is not permissible to remain silent and allow the bid'ah and the shirk to continue. Rather, if you have the ability and you are able, then you speak out against that, you enjoin the good and you forbid the evil. And this is what is required of the one who has that ability and knowledge to be able to do so. But no doubt, as we know, in order to give the da'wah, in order to call the people to this religion, then it requires for a person to have the knowledge first. And that is the principle, al-ilmu qabla al-qawli wal-amal. That knowledge comes before statements and actions. A person cannot go out there trying to give da'wah or wanting to be someone who gives da'wah, yet he himself is not someone who has learnt the principles and grounded himself within that, he has not understood the affairs himself, then how is he going to call other people to it? He will misguide, he will end up falling into error and mistake. So the person needs to be upon understanding himself first, needs to gain the knowledge himself first. But when that person has some understanding, has some knowledge regarding what is tawheed and what is haram and what is shirk, then that person can advise and counsel his family and friends also with that. Here the shaykh, he mentions the ayah then, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةِ Say, this is my path, I call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon insight, upon knowledge. هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي this is my path. That is referring to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي The straight path, the upright path, the correct methodology of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, with the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah. That is what's being referred to the path of Allah, the Qur'an, Islam. So Allah says to the Prophet ﷺ, say, this is my path. قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي This is my path, the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ I call to Allah. أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ I call to Allah. Meaning that I call to the tawheed of Allah. My da'wah is to the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to single out Allah with every aspect of worship, and to abandon all of that which is worshipped besides Allah. And similarly, the call, the da'wah to the remainder of the aspects of the religion, from that which is halal and that which is haram, 
the legislations, the sharia, to call the people to that religion of Allah. فَتَكُونُوا And this da'wah, this da'wah that you give, when you call the people to these affairs, who are the people you're going to give da'wah to? Who are the people you will give da'wah to? Which ones? Family? Friends? Neighbors. What if the neighbors are kuffar? So what if they're Muslims? Correct. So the da'wah is to everyone. Not to misunderstand and think that the da'wah is only to non-believers. The da'wah, it is applicable to everyone. The da'wah is applicable to the kuffar. So you call the kuffar to the religion of Allah. You attempt to call them to the religion of Islam. You give them da'wah with regards to that affair. Similarly, the Muslims, those who are sinners from the Muslims, they are sinning and they are disobedient. So you also give them da'wah to return to the truth and to abandon their sinning and their falsehood. And also the Muslims who may be upon bid'ah and innovation, similarly you give them da'wah to, to leave the bid'ah, to leave those innovations and errors that they are upon, and to come back to the truth, to the path of Allah. قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي So you call all of the different types of people. The da'wah is not something which is restricted to the non-believers only. Rather it is for the Muslims too. And the Muslims, they are in need of this da'wah. As Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, حَتَّى الْمُسْلِمُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ بِحَاجَةِ إِلَى الدَّعْوَةِ لِوَقُوعِهِمْ فِي الْمَعَاصِي وَالْمُخَالَفَاتِ يَحْتَاجُونَ إِلَى الدَّعْوَةِ دَعْوَةِ إِلَى التَّوْبَةِ وَأَدَاءِ الْوَاجِبَاتِ وَتَرْكِ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ وَالْمَخَافَةُ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ فَالدَّعْوَةُ عَامَّةِ So even the Muslims, the Shaykh says, they are in need of da'wah. The Muslims who may have fallen into error, fallen into sin, then they are in need of da'wah. They are in need to be told about tawbah about returning back to Allah, seeking repentance, seeking forgiveness. They are in need of this type of da'wah. They are in need of being told about the importance of fulfilling the obligations, the importance of fulfilling the obligations that Allah has made upon us, the affairs which are a must to be done, and it is haram and impermissible to abandon them, and a person will be sinning if he does. Then the Muslims are in need of da'wah of these affairs. And they are in need to be told to leave the haram and those things which are impermissible for a person to engage in, for a Muslim to engage in. The Muslims are in need of da'wah to teach them regarding their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to place within them fear of their Lord so that they return to the path and they obey and they worship. So, ad'u Allah. I call to Allah. This call, it is to all of the people. It is to the Muslims and it is to the disbelievers. But then it says here, Ad'u Allah. I call to Allah. Meaning that you call to Tawheed. But within this, in addition, is an indication of sincerity. When you say, or the ayah says, that I call to Allah. You are calling, you are giving this da'wah sincerely for the sake of Allah. 
You're not giving this da'wah to raise your own station and your own rank, to raise your respect so that people, they honor you and they say, MashaAllah, look how much knowledge he has, look how much Qur'an he knows, look how much hadith he knows. You're not giving da'wah to the people so that the people will praise you in this way or that the people will raise you and respect you and honor you because you have this knowledge. Then you are not giving da'wah for the sake of Allah. Then you're giving da'wah for other than Allah. You're giving da'wah to raise your own station and your own respect and your honor with the people. And that is not the purpose of da'wah. Many people out there now, when you see them giving da'wah as they claim, they claim to be giving da'wah. But in reality, it's all about fame and popularity. Fame and popularity. To see who can be the most famous. To see who can be the most popular. To see who is the one who the people like the most. Look at the people now from Al-Maghrib Institute. How they pretend to give da'wah. And instead really it's a show. It's like a show. It's like a concert. All of them trying to be funnier than everybody else. Every one of them trying to be more entertaining than everyone else. It's all about who can be the most entertaining, who can be the most funniest, who can give the most electric lecture. This is what their style is. So for those types of people, it is a way that they are employing which indicates their need to gather the people, to gather the masses, to gather the common folk around this entertainment style of da'wah. And that is something that a Sheikh Al-Fawzan and other scholars have refuted. Da'wah is not given through entertainment. Da'wah is not given through comedy shows and concerts. Laughing and joking and comedy, this is not the way of da'wah. A Sheikh Al-Fawzan says this was not the way of the Salaf. So Al-Maghrib Institute and these people are gravely mistaken in their style of entertainment disguised within the guise of da'wah. So that is something mistaken here. The shaykh says, your da'wah is sincerely for the sake of Allah. It is not for the sake of your own popularity or your fame. It is not for the sake of turning the heads of the people towards you or for the people to praise you. It is not done for that purpose. Nowadays, these Al-Maghrib people, these speakers, they themselves call themselves scholars. They are all scholars. They term themselves as scholars. They are indeed at the level of scholars they believe now. So this is something which is an error, no doubt, from the likes of those people. Then it says that this statement in the Qur'an, Ad'u Allah, it indicates the sincerity that a person is doing this da'wah, calling to Allah sincerely for the sake of Allah, doing it for the sake of uh, inviting the people to Tawheed. And that is exactly what the Prophets and the Messengers, they did. And even then, we've mentioned already the narration previously, that some of the Prophets and Messengers, they gave da'wah to their people, yet only a handful of people followed them. There were some Prophets that only had a handful of people. رَأَيْتُ النَّبِي I saw a prophet and he had a handful, several people with him, between three and ten. وَرَأَيْتُ النَّبِيَّ وَلَيْسَ مَعَهُ إِلَّا الرَّجُلْ وَالرَّجُلَانِ And I saw a man and he didn't have with him except one or two men. وَرَأَيْتُ النَّبِيَّ وَلَيْسَ مَعَهُ أَحَدٌ 
And I saw a Prophet and he didn't have anyone with him. So the Prophets and Messengers, they called to Allah with sincerity. They gave da'wah to Allah, called the people to the Tawheed with sincerity. But not many people, they followed them. Some of them did not have many people following them, accepting the message of Tawheed. So it is not about gathering the numbers. Some of the people out there now, Ikhwan al-Muslimin and their likes, it is all about gathering the numbers. It is all about getting as many people to follow you as possible, to get the concert hall filled with selling as many tickets as possible. That is not the way of da'wah. A person calls to Allah with sincerity, advises his friends, his family, his neighbors, his society with sincerity, desiring that they come to the correct understanding of the religion of Allah, desiring that they understand the tawheed, and desiring that they leave the shirk and the bid'ah. Then at the end it says, أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةِ And this is another important point, that I call to Allah upon basira, upon knowledge, upon insight. That a person does not simply go out there trying to call people to the religion upon ignorance. Because ignorance, it leads to misguidance. A person attempts to give da'wah and he is ignorant of the religion, then he is unable to do so. And he will lead the people to misguidance. That's why they say in the saying that نِصْفُ tabib يُفْسِدُ الْأَبْدَانِ Half a doctor, if somebody is only half a doctor, half qualified, and then he tries to look at you and cure you and give you the medicine, he's going to end up giving you the wrong medicine. He's only half qualified yet. If he's only half qualified, he's going to misdiagnose you and give you the wrong medicine. You'll become more ill. And they say, نِصْفُ nahwi يُفْسِدُ lisan. Somebody who is only half qualified in the language, for example Arabic, he's only half qualified, he only knows half the rules, he tries to teach you, he's going to lead you to mistake. You're going to end up learning it wrong and speaking it wrong. And then they say, وَنِصْفُ الْفَقِيهِ يُفْسِدُ الْأَدْيَانِ Half a scholar, he corrupts and destroys the religion. Half a scholar, somebody who's not really knowledgeable, they haven't grounded themselves, they're only half qualified, they try to give da'wah, then they are going to corrupt and misguide. Because they're not grounded and they don't have the understanding and the principles. So no doubt where it says here now, أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرَةِ I call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon basirah, meaning upon knowledge. What type of knowledge? What type of knowledge does the person need to have to give da'wah? Firstly, of course, no doubt you need to have knowledge of the religion. You're going to call to the religion. You're going to call the people to this religion. To tawheed, to warning from shirk. Then the obvious thing you need to have knowledge about is exactly that. About the religion, about tawheed, about shirk, about the principles, about the rulings. So a person needs to have knowledge of the affairs of the religion if he's going to give da'wah to the affairs of the religion. Secondly though, on top of that, the person needs to have knowledge regarding the people he is giving da'wah to. He needs to have knowledge regarding the people he is giving da'wah to. Because that will have an impact on how he gives the da'wah. For example, if the people who were sat in front of him were 
students who have been studying the religion of Islam, they have degrees in hadith, and they have a master's in some aqidah, and they have a doctorate PhD in some other hadith or aqidah. Very highly qualified students in the religion. Then if a scholar is giving them a lesson, he will be able to give it at a very high level. Because the people in front of him are at a high level. But if you're giving da'wah to people who are brand new, first time they are learning their religion, then you will not be able to teach them the same way as you teach the PhD students. Because these people are new, so you need to break it down for them, explain to them in an easier way. So it's important for a person giving da'wah to have an understanding of who the people are. Not only in terms of their level of understanding, but in terms of their backgrounds. So for example, if a person is from a particular religion, he's a Buddhist or he's a Christian or he's a Jew, whatever the religion may be, then if you know of the particular background he's from, then you can give the da'wah focused in on the types of doubts that they will have from the perspective they are coming from. Maybe it's an atheist. So now you know the types of doubts he has, so you can focus your da'wah in concentrating on clarifying those types of doubts and giving them the evidences. So the person who's giving da'wah needs to know who he's talking to. You need to know who the people are you're giving da'wah to. That is a mistake that people make often. They will go and they attempt to give da'wah to someone, but because they do not use their wisdom and they do not have an understanding of who they are talking to, they will either talk to them in a manner that is too complicated, so the person goes away not having understood anything, and in fact doesn't want to come back because he was left confused and complicated and he ran away. doesn't want to come back anymore because he doesn't understand anything. Or sometimes they will talk to the person in a manner which is too severe, too harsh. Maybe they see someone making a mistake, so they go and they advise them, but in a very harsh manner. Don't you know you're not supposed to do this? This is haram, there's a hadith. So this person, miskin, maybe he just didn't know. Maybe genuinely he just didn't know, he didn't know about the hadith. So sometimes a person may go there wanting to give da'wah, but they do it in a way which is too severe. So that person then runs away and never comes back to him again. So a person needs to have wisdom. Wisdom in giving the da'wah. Having an understanding of who it is you're talking to. Just because you have the knowledge of something doesn't mean that the other person has it too. Other people, they may be upon Salafiyyah, they may be sincere, but genuinely they don't know about something. So other people now, other Salafis, etc., if you're going to go and speak to those people, you know they are sincere, you know they're upon Salafiyyah, then have some wisdom in how you speak to these people. Have some wisdom in how you speak to your brothers and sisters, not to be harsh or to speak in a manner which sounds arrogant. To say, don't you know there's a hadith? Don't you know Shaykh Al-Albani mentioned? And don't you know Shaykh Bin Baz mentioned? As if to belittle the person, this is not suitable. This is not the correct manner and the correct way to speak. A person should be humble and a person should desire that when he goes to speak to this particular person, he's doing it sincerely for the sake of Allah, to correct that person's mistake. Not to go there in thinking that he's going to be raising his own rank by showing the person, look, I know this hadith, don't you know this hadith? You're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that because of this hadith and that hadith. So it's as if you're promoting yourself, raising your knowledge in front of this person, showing them I know and you don't. And that is not correct. So a person needs to have wisdom when talking to the people, needs to have manners, needs to have the correct etiquette in giving the da'wah. So when it says, Ala basira, upon insight and knowledge, 
then it means knowledge of the religion, and it also means knowledge of the people that you are addressing, and also knowledge regarding the mannerisms of giving da'wah, which is what we briefly mentioned now. The third aspect you could say is the knowledge of the mannerisms or the styles or the methods of giving da'wah. You need to have knowledge regarding that too. How to present the evidences, what types of evidences to use, uh, what level of evidences to use, because people are of different levels and they will need different levels of understanding and evidences. So the manner in which you give da'wah will also be something that you need to be aware of. So these are different types of things that a person needs to be aware of when giving da'wah to the people. So he says, أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرًا أَنَا وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَنِي That I call to Allah upon insight, knowledge, I and those who follow me. أَيْ أَتْبَاعِي يَدْعُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى بَصِيرًا فَدَلَّ عَلَى أَنَّ مَنْ لَمْ يَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ لَمْ يُحَقِّقْ اتِّبَاعِ الرَّسُولَ سَلَّمْ وَأَنَّ مَنْ دَعَى إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى جَهْلٍ لَمْ يُحَقِّقْ اتِّبَاعِ الرَّسُولَ صلى الله عليه وسلم بل إنه أدخل نفسه فيما ليس من شأنه وصار خطرا على الدعوة وعلى الدعاة So the ayah says that I call to Allah upon knowledge I and those who follow me So from the following of the Prophet ﷺ is that you call to the religion of Allah too and if you do not do that you do not advise your parents you do not advise your families you do not explain to them the tawheed that you are learning and the shirk that you know is wrong you don't do any of that, then you're not really following completely in the way of the Prophet ﷺ. Because following in the way of the Prophet ﷺ, then you would, and it's upon you, to advise your family and your friends, explain to them what is shirk, explain to them going around the graves and slaughtering to them is shirk. You've learned these affairs, so you tell them and you explain to them. And that is the one who is then following in the way of the Prophet ﷺ and giving that da'wah. As for somebody who tries to do it though without knowledge, then again that mentions you are not following the way of the Prophet ﷺ. Following the way of the Prophet ﷺ is giving da'wah but upon knowledge. So the one has the knowledge and the understanding, then he can explain to the others. Then it says, Subhanallah, what does Subhanallah mean? What does subhanallah mean? So glory be to Allah is often what you find, but it requires more details, i.e. free of all imperfections. That there is no deficiency or imperfection associated to Allah whatsoever. Allah is free of all deficiencies and shortcomings. Subhanallah. Glory be to Allah, i.e. that Allah is free of all of these deficiencies or shortcomings. So subhanallah, ma ana, wa ma ana min al-mushrikeen, I am not from the mushrikeen. I am not from the mushrikeen. Hadihi bara'atun min al-rasooli sallallahu alayhi wa min al-mushrikeen, kama tabarra'a minhum khalilullahi ibrahim alayhi salatu wa salam, qala ta'ala, inna ibrahima kana ummatan qanitan lillahi hanifan, walam yaku min al-mushrikeen. So here in this part, it is your declaring your innocence from the mushrikeen. You're calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon knowledge to tawheed with sincerity 
and you declare your innocence of the mushrikeen. You declare yourself free of the mushrikeen. Just as Ibrahim alayhi salam also did, where it mentions in the characteristics of Ibrahim alayhi salam, إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ كَانَ أُمَّةً قَانِتًا لِلَّهِ حَنِيفًا وَلَمْ يَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And he was not from the mushrikeen. Similarly it says, ثُمَّ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ أَنِ اتَّبِعْ مِلَّةَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ حَنِيفًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Then we reveal to you to follow the way of Ibrahim alayhi salam upon tawheed. And he was not from the mushrikeen. So, Breaking your ties of love, your ties to the mushrikeen, in that love and companionship and friendship. You do not have that with the mushrikeen. The relationship with the mushrikeen is that you perceive and you view in giving them da'wah, that they may accept the da'wah as for loving them and holding them as companions with love. Then this type of affair is not correct. So you declare your innocence of the shirk that they are upon on themselves with regards to those affairs. But you still give them da'wah, uh, considering that they may accept that da'wah and become Muslim. So this therefore indicates that it is from the principles of da'wah, from the principles of da'wah to declare your innocence of that which opposes it. To declare your innocence of the mushrikeen. To declare your innocence of shirk. A person cannot claim to be calling to tawheed whilst he is still associated and linked to shirk and the mushrikeen. So a person declares his innocence of that and distances himself from that. As for a person who claims to be calling to Allah but he does not distance himself or separate himself from the mushrikeen, then that person is not a da'i. وَلَيْسَ عَلَى طَرِيقَةِ الرَّسُولِ صلى الله عليه وسلم. وَإِنْ زَعْمَ أَنَّهُ يَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ And that person will not be upon the way of the Prophet ﷺ, even if he claims to be calling to Allah. وَالْكُفْرِ بِالطَّاغُوتِ مُقَدَّمٌ عَلَى الْإِيمَانِ بِاللَّهِ Disbelieving in those false deities is even prior to having iman in Allah. Just like it mentions, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ إِسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى That whomsoever disbelieves in the false deities and then has iman in Allah then he is the one who has taken the firm grip, the firm handhold. So in this ayah, what do we find in conclusion? Firstly, that following the path of the Prophet ﷺ, a part of that is giving da'wah to it. Giving da'wah to the path of the Prophet ﷺ, the path of Allah, the Qur'an and the Sunnah and Tawheed, calling to that. Within your family, if that is all you are able to do. Within your friends, if that's all you are able to do. And for the one who has greater knowledge and ability to the greater audience. That is something from the way of the Prophet ﷺ. Secondly, we also learn that a person who has the ability to give da'wah, has the ability to advise his friends and families and tell them about tawheed, and warn them against shirk, but he refuses and he does not do so, then that person has gone against the way of the Prophet ﷺ. It is upon a person who has the ability to use that ability and call the people to tawheed and warn them against shirk. The one who has the knowledge, has the grounding, has the ability. Then you cannot simply sit there and refuse and say, sufficient for me to know and forget about the others. The one who is upon that ability and knowledge and grounding, then they must call to that, the scholars, the students, etc. 
Thirdly, that this da'wah, it is done with sincerity. As we mentioned, one of the points to be highlighted is that the da'wah is done with sincerity. It is not done for the sake of raising your own status or your own rank. It is not done for the sake of raising your own position and your honor. Rather, it is done sincerely for the sake of Allah. Also, what we learn from this is that a person giving da'wah can only do so if he is upon knowledge. A person who does not have knowledge cannot give it. As they say, فَاقِدُ الشَّيْلَ يُعْطِيهِ Somebody who doesn't have something can't give it to anybody else. If you don't have it, you can't give it. So a person needs to be upon knowledge and understanding and knowing the principles to be able to then pass that on to his friends and family. So it requires to seek knowledge. A person needs to seek knowledge and seek understanding of the Qur'an and the Sunnah to know what the reality of Tawheed is and what the reality of Shirk is in order that he can call to it and warn from it. Fifthly, we also learn from this that shirk is a great deficiency which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must be freed from. That you must call to the tawheed of Allah and the absolute negation of shirk in all of its forms. Ad'u Allah. I call to Allah, i.e. to the tawheed of Allah. This indicates the greatest type of da'wah. The greatest da'wah is to the da'wah of tawheed. So that again indicates to you, when you look at all of these different people out there when they're giving da'wah, how many people out there are giving da'wah regarding tawheed? And how many people out there are giving da'wah? We need to make a khilafah, we need to make government, we need to protest. People, they give da'wah about all types of things. But the ones who are giving you da'wah about tawheed and warning you against shirk, then they are the ones who are giving you the correct da'wah, the da'wah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And sixth, the sixth affair is that a person must free himself, a person must free himself from the mushrikeen. A person must free himself from the religion of the mushrikeen, free himself from the mushrikeen, and be upon innocence from that in calling to Allah and calling to Tawheed. As for a person who aligns himself and associates himself to the mushrikeen and their shirk, then how can that person be calling to Tawheed and the abandonment of shirk? So in this ayah there are many benefits. This ayah teaches us many affairs with regards to the importance of this Tawheed and the spreading of it. To spread this Tawheed, to spread this to our families, to our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our uncles, our aunties, to teach them this religion of Allah. But that requires for a person to have knowledge of it first themselves. That's why we see the great importance for everyone to study and to learn, to benefit themselves in gaining knowledge of the reality of Tawheed and gaining knowledge of the reality of shirk. Because only then will you be able to aid yourself and your families and friends. As the scholars, they say, the purpose of seeking knowledge is to remove ignorance from yourself, but then also to remove ignorance from others. To remove the ignorance from yourself, and from other people besides yourself. That is the purpose of the seeking of knowledge. To remove the ignorance so you can then worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon tawheed. And that you can have all forms of shirk nullified and abandoned. How many people now they still call upon the deceased? They still 
make dua to the graves, asking those people to help them. They still wear all types of bracelets and necklaces, thinking that these are going to help them and aid them and protect them. So a person needs to seek this knowledge in order that he can call to this tawheed. This is what Allah has mentioned in the Quran, and this is from the way of the Prophet ﷺ, to spread this tawheed and to call to it. So that shows you how the people are mistaken out there. All of those people out there who do not call to tawheed, they call to khilafah, they call to parliament, they call to demonstrations, they call to elections, they call to all types of things, but they do not call to the foundation of this religion. Those who call to the foundation of this religion, they are the ones who are upon the truth. Ahlu sunnah wal jama'ah the salafiyun. So that is whom you cling with, and that is whom you take the knowledge from, the scholars who are salafi, from Ahlu sunnah wal jama'ah, and that is where the sound and proper knowledge of tawheed will be learnt, and the affairs of shirk will be learnt, so that you know that for yourself, and you can teach that to your friends and families, because in the hereafter it is that tawheed that will save a person, and the abandonment of the shirk. For the one who falls into shirk and dies upon it, then as it was mentioned in the previous chapter, that is the one sin that cannot be forgiven. So that is why it's vital for everyone to learn what tawheed is and what shirk is. Because the shirk will not be forgiven if a person dies upon it without repentance. That's where we'll conclude briefly today. The time for Maghrib is approaching. There's a few minutes if there's any queries or questions. Then we can take that for a few minutes and then it will be the time for the prayer insha'Allah. In the next session, we'll continue with this topic about giving da'wah and we'll mention the hadith when the Prophet ﷺ sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to go and give da'wah. The Prophet ﷺ used to send some of the companions to go to other places and areas to give da'wah. So in one narration, the Prophet ﷺ sent Mu'adh ibn Jabal to go give da'wah. So we'll have a look at this hadith. And what did the Prophet ﷺ tell Mu'adh ibn Jabal? And what did he advise him? How to give da'wah? Then after that we look at the hadith of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu when they were going towards the battle. When they were heading towards the battle, before they went into battle, the Prophet ﷺ said to Ali ibn Abi Talib, go and give them da'wah first. If they accept the da'wah, then there's no need for any battle. If they do not accept it, then the affair will escalate. So we'll have a look at those two narrations next time, insha'Allah ta'ala. So if there's any questions now, we can quickly take them. Otherwise, we'll conclude upon that point today. So we'll leave it there.